up a section in our series in Matthew called uh, the Olivet Discourse. If you've been with us for any time, you will have known we've been in Matthew for a while. And uh, if you've been with us over the summer, it's been eight weeks in this particular section called the Olivet Discourse. And it's in these eight weeks that we have been taking a focused look at the second coming of Jesus. And also, if you remember, these eight weeks have been a listening to a response to a question. So we go all the way back to the beginning of chapter 24, verse 3, and you see the disciples have asked Jesus a question. It says, when will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And so for eight weeks, we've been simply answering this question. And during this time, we uh, really have come to these particular passages about the second coming of Jesus about what these passages teach. Right? Maybe we've had some head-scratching moments because maybe our preconceived notions have been challenged. Maybe we've had some just like confusion along the way. And I trust that during this time as well, we've had some aha moments. Like, oh, aha, I see, I understand in a new way. Whatever the case may be, as we wrap up this section, I want it to be helpful to just summarize Four things that we have definitely learned. Okay? Here it is. Are you ready? Number one, Jesus will return soon. Amen? Yes. One thing we've been talking about is the return of Jesus. He will return. Number two, that Jesus will return at an unknown time. Raise your hand if you have any idea when Jesus is going to come back. Good job, guys. No hands are up. The reason is because we do not know when, right? We may speculate, we may read the next thing on Twitter or some weird blogger, whatever. Blogging is even a thing anymore, right? Bottom line, nobody knows. Nobody knows the day or the hour. Jesus will return at an unknown time. Number three, the days in which we live right now, between the first coming of Jesus and the second coming of Jesus, we're living on a continuum of fulfillment. Let me be simple about it. All that means is, if you look back on the past, that some of these things that Jesus has talked about has already been fulfilled in human history. That fulfillment has already occurred. Even now, there's fulfillment taking place with Jesus' words. And of course, in the future, we can anticipate more fulfillment, maybe some fuller forms of fulfillment of what Jesus is talking about. These are the days and four, and this has been the emphasis of the sermon, of these messages, that Christ's main concern is how we live in the present. May we live a life that is prepared for the second coming of Jesus. And so we turn our attention to that once again. Being prepared. He's told us to be ready, to live on high alert. He's told us to be faithful given to us. And now we see again, Jesus continues to teach us about his soon return, and he continues to call his disciples to live a life that is prepared for that day. Are you ready? Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46. Matthew 25, 31 through 46, the sheep and 
Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on the left. And then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, and feed you, or thirsty, and give you a drink? And when did we see you a stranger, and welcome you, or naked, and clothe you? And when did we see you sick, or in prison, and visit you? The king will answer them, Truly, I say to you,
eager to communicate. A lot of conversation of who they used to be, who they are now. Some would say just generically anyone in need. Most would say that the most accurate interpretation is actually that Jesus is referring to the way that we treat people in our family. We treat his own. The least of these. That these little ones that Thank you. 
Christ connects, what Christ connects. The way we see His people is the way we see Christ Himself.
define who they are, but you evaluate how they live. It's not biblical. I'm not trying to skip over KG here. We preach. I'm trying to, I'm trying to over-Christianize. Who does evaluate how we live?
to the ultimate destiny of truth are not things to be the cause of that destiny. These good works are the salient evidence of those, I'm sorry, of who these people really are. And so this is just another reminder that a decision is a delusion if it is not accompanied with a life of faith and
take off any threats to security this morning. Let us be watchful. And of course, this text tells us to be compassionate. Psalm 50, psychosistic, father's prayer, joyful, compassionate to one another in the body of Christ. Praise our Son Jesus that is in need. Because we know Thank you. 